0: Have you enjoyed listening to Travel and Shit? Well, then consider becoming a subscriber. Beginning December 1st, you can support the work I've been doing to get you an episode each week and get exclusive access to all episodes one week early. Beginning December 1st, exclusive early access will be given to subscribers. I'd love to give you first listen. Consider supporting the show and becoming a subscriber. For more info, go to TravelandShitPodcast.com slash subscribe. I made it around the world and came back Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Travel and Shit, where I, your host, D Carrie, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. So, heads up, my neighbors is neighboring. They are outside because uh this is I don't know if it's surprising or not with global warming being as prevalent as it is, but the weather's pretty nice. So I get it, you know, get out there and enjoy what little bit of great weather we have, but it is um it's a weekday and it's 8 30 in November and they are uh carrying on. So in advance, I am hoping that it is not a distraction to you guys because The show must go on. So this week I wanted to stay on trend with keeping it simple. Um, I have a vacation coming up that I cannot fucking wait for, and I'm not going anywhere. Partial fib. May be visiting my brother for his birthday, and he does live uh, further up east in New England. So might be doing a Rhode Island trip that is um, still in the air. We're not 100% sure about that just yet, but otherwise, no trips. Week off from work, I scheduled a few like administrative tasks like stuff for the car, stuff for the dog. Adulting if you will during the week, hopefully with only the senior citizens and not uh, too many other people out in the streets. That being said, I am really looking forward to just being in my house and doing a lot of nothing. Um, Hopefully not even laundry. I will hopefully have my laundry done before then. Um, But In the spirit of keeping it simple, I just wanted to touch on a few different um, experiences I've had through my travels that have absolutely reinforced the notion for me to just keep it simple, stupid. That was one of those uh, quips, one of those sayings, if you will, that um, I learned growing up, you know, the kiss method, keep it simple, stupid, Um, sweetie, uh, shorty, whatever you know, actually sounds better than stupid. Right. But say all that to say there have been experiences in my, I don't want to say travel life because travel life, real life, still my life. Right. Uh, but there have been experiences that I have had in my travels that have reinforced the notion of sometimes less is more. Right. Um, sometimes the best time is less time whether it be less time making plans, whether it be less time in a destination, whether it be less time stressing, sometimes best time is less time. So jumping in first itineraries. Um, I am not a fan of packing it all in. I am not a fan of doing uh, the most while still also doing the most, right? I like to get the biggest bang for my buck. So while I don't want to go or spend money to go visit someplace or to reach a certain destination and not do anything or to not experience that space, what I also am not a fan of and what I won't do is overpack my schedule. I don't like an overpack schedule when I'm being paid. Right? I don't like having a lot of things to do at work. So it would follow that I would also, well, at least for me in my experience of self, it also follows into my um, life of leisure into the kind of more luxurious uh, experiences of life. And I don't necessarily mean like luxurious in terms of price point, but luxurious in terms of the scarcity of which it happens. Um, something that is a luxury, isn't always just something that is expensive. It is just something that you don't do often. Um, sleeping in on week, you know, sleeping in late is a luxury because it's something that people that work say a nine to five, a traditional nine to five, where we have to wake up, report to a destination or a location. Um, or even if we do work from home, you wake up and you still got to log in, clock in, or, you know, show face or show your presence or, you know, show proof of work if you will. Um, So I also don't want to do um, things that are unfun and uncomfortable on vacations. I would like them to consist or stay a constant luxury. I would like them to stay in a space of enjoyment. Now, I will say that with the caveat of I don't quite ever really enjoy waking up early, especially for like early pickup times, right? For like a sunrise hike or for a day trip where the meet point is maybe like an hour or so away from your destination or most trips, um, not trips, but most um, say day tours or, you know, group tr- trips or tours is like group shit, if you will. A lot of the things that are going to be for say a substantial amount of time during the day are going to start wild early. I've had, you know, midnight pickup times, okay? I've had, um, and that was for a sunrise hike in Bali. Um, I've had like 6 a.m. pickups. I've had a ton of like really early ones and I've never enjoyed them, even though they are four things, activities, and events that I was looking forward to. I'm just, oddly enough, not not a morning person, but I don't necessarily like the rigmarole of getting up before my body wakes me up. It's one thing if I just naturally wake up and then it's early and then I decide to just stay awake. It's another thing when I gotta set an alarm and then get all my shit together and meet other people or like be someplace or um, somewhere for something. That being what it is, I don't necessarily think that a you know packed itinerary or a packed week something every single day of the week works best for me. You're going to know yourself, right? I get the whole, like I said, you didn't spend all this money to get here to not do anything. Whereas at the same time, though, you also didn't spend all this money to now go to work. You didn't spend all this money to now exhaust yourself to the point of not enjoying yourself. So I, you know, don't really like to over pack my, and we'll get to packing later. But I don't like to over pack my vacation week. So there have been some trips and Tel Aviv is one where I will admit that there was a little regret for not doing something that presented itself as an opportunity. So in Tel Aviv, there was an opportunity to do a day trip to Petra in Jordan. And I was interested, however, I was looking at booking this trip from the very comfy realm of my bed on that trip. And the weather was bad where I was. I was trying to check the weather over in Petra. It was going to be a little cold. There was going to be a stop at the Dead Sea. So it was just like, "Ah, am I going to go swimming? And it's only like 60, 70 degrees. No, but it was one of those things. Oh, the opportunity. And I'm just like, but opportunity for what? I would have had the opportunity to experience that location. I would have had the opportunity to experience, say, meeting people on the bus or in that area. But I also had to realize, and I'm glad that I did, I had to realize that I was also balancing and choosing between the experience of Petra and the experience of Tel Aviv. So one of the things that I think sometimes I would overlook is that Um, while it made sense to do, say, um, as many stops as you could from a certain area because of your proximity to these locations. So I'm all the way out in Israel. Well, I can hop to Jordan. It's going to be a nice little, relatively inexpensive bus trip to have them take me to a place that I'd be interested in visiting, but I was fucking exhausted. I was so tired. Like I'd spent so much mental. And then also you got to realize what all are you doing to get to where you're located? If you end up having connecting flights, if you end up having delays, if you end up having to or deciding to say, take the bus or the train from the airport to your Airbnb, those are all things that have the potential to take a toll on um, your energy levels on your trip. And that being the case, you don't wanna overpack your schedule with something to do every day. And in hindsight, I do not regret not going to Petra, because I don't think one, I would have gotten the experience that I would have wanted to necessarily have had the best um, outlook on that part of the trip. One, because I was already tired, but then two, because of the weather, like the things that I wanted to do were not conducive really to, um, the space or the time that I was out there. Um, and I also had to check in with myself and realize, bitch, you're tired. I ended up having, I took the bus and train, I think from the airport and navigating that foreign soil, navigating the unfamiliar territory was a bit of a, um, it was a tire attire. It wasn't wildly difficult, figured it out. You ask enough questions, you smile and Google translate or you you just smile and speak in English and plenty of people spoke English. But I don't regret not going in the now of things a little closer to the trip, I was kind of beating myself up. Well, there was an opportunity to see another part of the world, but the opportunity to take care of myself presented it, presented itself, and I took it. And I ended up having a great time in fucking Tel Aviv anyway. And what was great about Tel Aviv is I did not have... Anything planned, I don't think. I just went to a bunch of local restaurants. I walked around. I explored the neighborhood I was in. I am a fan for leaving empty days. Now, Tel Aviv was, I think, maybe two full days, three nights, or three days. I think it was three nights and two days or whatever. Yeah, that feels about right. I think it was three days and two nights. So I had a great time. I explored local shops. There was an area that had a bunch of like, I don't want to say outdoor stores, but the stores didn't really have, they were storefronts without fronts. So it was kind of like a bazaar or a market area, but, and I was right next to a really um, large open market that they have in the area. But while I was there, I never got up early enough to really experience the, Fullness of the market, like we did in uh, Canada, where we were in Montreal was, oh, actually both spots in Canada, Jean-Talon in Montreal and was it Jean-Talon? And then what was this? I don't remember what the name of the spot was in Toronto, but Toronto, Montreal, there were both markets. One was indoor, one was outdoor. Um, but either way, there was a market similar to that in tel aviv and i didn't get to experience it during the height of it during like the daytime because i was doing something during the day and by the time i got back to where i was whether it was sleeping during the day or i was just like someplace else it was basically shut down so like the food vendors and all that shit had gone but still i got to walk the area and see what all was going what all who all was over there, what was going on um but i I preferred to leave the first day and then the third or fourth day free. Nothing planned. I say the first day specifically because I would not want to be arriving late, whether it be from a delay, whether I ended up getting lost, anything could possibly fucking happen. Um, I don't like planning anything for the first day because I don't know what my experience getting there is going to look like, And I don't want to lose out on any money or experiences because I um, you know, wasn't able to make it there due to unforeseen events. Now, if I knew I had, say, like a six a m or like an eight a m arrival, if I knew I was going to land someplace super early, I might plan for something in the late afternoon or in the evening. But in terms of doing something like an all day kind of thing, nah, let me leave a window, let me leave some space so that I can get in, check out where I'm staying, you know, really get a feel for the area that I'm in. What if there's a holdup with checking in? What if there are um, particular issues that need to be resolved immediately? And now all of a sudden I'm committed to doing something elsewhere. And now I got to communicate with say the Airbnb host or hotel um, hotel front desk. And then with whomever I booked the accommodation with so that I can kind of say, hey, I'll be there late or, hey, I need this fixed, but I won't be there to make sure that it's fixed appropriately. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't like leaving that to chance. And then I like to save day three or four for nothing because I just had the first and second day to kind of figure out what all is going on. What do I like in the area? Have I heard anything from locals? If I had something scheduled on day two, did I learn anything from my tour guide? There are so many opportunities that present themselves by chance. And I like to um, uh, make myself available for chance. I like to leave myself open for opportunities that I was not expecting. So in my planning, I don't like to do a lot because I want there to be fewer ways for things to go wrong. And I also want there to be more ways for things to go right. I do like a plan, but I like a loose plan. I like a plan that has flexibility so that if my feelings on the day change, if the weather ends up changing, if I am for some reason, just not in the mood to be in water, then I'm not committed to doing a, you know, scuba diving lesson. Or if I'm not, um, you know, committed to doing a four hour hike. That's not going to be on the first day or on the third day, perhaps, unless I get there on the first day and I see, oh, wow, this is available to me. Now I can take it up because I see what the surroundings are. I see who all is going to be there. I have a the energy hits me different when I get there and I like to read that before I dictate and decide what I do with every single day. Do I plan things in advance? Of the fuck course I do, but I do not like having something planned all day, every day. I've gotta have some kind of time in the day where there is time to just explore or be spontaneous. But oddly enough, I will schedule the spontaneity. Like I'll have a morning free and then do something in the afternoon or vice versa. So that works for me. And that is something that I had to learn through experience. I don't wanna say that I'm two different people when I travel versus when I'm home, but I tend to have different priorities. So I've had to learn to understand that and also give myself grace for realizing the differences, right? I also have to check in with what's going on in my life at home. Am I well rested and ready to just jump in and explore? And I might wanna do something every day, but the point is I may not always know what those things are every day. And until I know exactly what it is, I like to have the opportunity to decide what that is when I know. And instead of committing to things that I can't cancel or that I can't get refunds for, I like to leave that space to let it happen organically. So let's see, that is the itinerary part. In terms of stops, so, our and it's, this one is kind of similar to the itinerary point, but this kind of applies mostly, I would say more strongly for road trips boyfriend and I took, I want to say like seven different road trips. I want to say that's been within the last two years or so. That being the case, our most recent road trip was actually probably the most edited trip. We had this grandiose plan of doing so many cities in like seven days time we ended up saying we're going to pause on the money we wanted to save more money because what we were anticipating on doing when we started looking we didn't book a lot of it until late and then the price for accommodations was really what was just like oh so y'all want like 250 for some place that we'd be comfortable staying per night and we was thinking about three nights here that's enough because we're not spending that so We ended up cutting the weekend out of our trip. We were initially going to leave, say, Friday night, early Saturday morning, and then come back, say, um, Saturday, early Saturday morning. So we were gonna go like a Saturday to Saturday. What we ended up doing was cutting out at least two cities and one to like three days of the trip. So we left on the Monday Instead of doing Pittsburgh and Cleveland overnight, we ended up just stopping in Cleveland to eat and then doing Detroit. When I tell y'all that shift, we also, so we cut out Pittsburgh, we cut out an extended stay in Cleveland, and we also cut out, I keep wanting to say Locust Manor, and that's because there's a Long Island Railroad stop that I'm familiar with that's called Locust Manor. Um, but it was living, I think it was Livingston Manor. It's like a small town between Buffalo and New York City. It would have just cut that drive up for us so that we weren't driving the full way from Buffalo. But we ended up cutting those three cities out, which is a road trip in and of itself because we just didn't want to spend that many days on the road, but also we didn't want to spend that much. And it just made sense to keep the big parts of the trip. Like we weren't going to not go to Detroit and we weren't going to not go to motherfucking Toronto or Buffalo. So those were the main, those were the shining stars. Those were the main cities. We ended up having to just reevaluate what that trip was going to look like and kind of prioritize, um, peace of mind. It's not that we could not have still done all of those destinations that we wanted, But how would we have been able to do it? Would we have been able to enjoy as many spots as we did? And initially we thought we would because in our heads, it was just like, all right, we'll drive to Pittsburgh, stay overnight in Pittsburgh, drive to Cleveland, stay overnight in Cleveland. And it's like Pittsburgh is maybe six, seven hours away. So a six, seven hour drive early enough in the morning, you stay for the day. You have all day the next day to hang out. And then you just drive like the three hours or so to the next city, sleep. Wake up, spend all day in that city, sleep, wake up, drive to the next city, spend, you know, sleep there, then wake up and spend the whole day. So it made sense, right? But when we finished the trip and we looked back, we were like, yo, we actually got to rest. We actually got to enjoy the different cities that we did stop in because we didn't commit to doing more than... At the time, we didn't really consider it more than what we could do, but we didn't commit to more than would be, I don't wanna say reasonable either because I think it would still be reasonable to do all of that. It's just gotta be reasonable for where you are at that time and what your priorities are, were, or are, yeah, are. Our priorities were not to spend that much, so we ended up cutting back. And then our priorities were also We also just drove someplace like a month ago. Maybe we don't necessarily need to commit to doing another 27 hours worth of driving in the next seven days. Let's see if we can switch some things, pull some strings and boom, we had the best fucking trip. And it was because we did less. Had we done more? I don't think we would have been able to enjoy ourselves as fully as we were able to. We had space and time to explore and we also had space and time to enjoy. When I find in my experience, when I am committed to, pardon, when I'm committed to um, doing too much, it doesn't allow me. Space to kind, I don't want to say daydream because that's not exactly what I mean. It doesn't give me space to, but it's, I think daydream came to mind first because it's a similar sentiment, if that makes sense. I like to be able to kind of wander. I like to be, I'm not a very, my mom's going to laugh at this, but I'm not really like a time committed person. I don't necessarily like, structure and routines, I would rather kind of be a free spirit about it all. I would rather say, okay, well, you open at nine, I've got a reservation at 10. All right, I'll get there like 10, 10.05. But I also don't want to have to then be at this part of say like an exhibit at 10.30 and then be at this plaque or this area by 11. And then that doesn't work for me. And that's what it felt like the road trip was going to be had we kept all those stops in. We ended up giving ourselves times to say, hmm, well, you want to eat at a bar? You want to eat at a restaurant? You want to try someplace that we haven't tried before? Or do you want to just do something that we know we're going to like so that we can commit to doing something else? What about this part? This is, we didn't know this was going to be here. Let's just go to the park. We didn't have something planned or we didn't have um, what do you call them? Um, accommodations at another destination that we had to get ourselves to. And that was another really important thing about free time and not having as many, um, I don't want to say committed again, but as not as many pre-booked or scheduled, uh, different, stops accommodations because then you have to be there at that time right or you're losing money so if you decide you know what damn i really like it here i want to do more of this i want to do this or i want to go here or oh shit we hit it off let's link up with this group and we can all go get drinks or we could get dinner have we had the extra destinations booked we wouldn't have had those opportunities because we would have had to commit to that deadline because we already paid for the room so now we do have to get in the car and we do have to pull off we could get up whatever time we want to get up to get up pending checkout and then kind of just like fuck it we'll get there we'll like there's there's no rush because we gave ourselves the extra space and that didn't That realization didn't come until after we'd already done it. We went into it kind of like, ooh, I don't know, like might regret it. We'll see. And we didn't. We ended up having such a good fucking time. And that's because we did less. We did not um, pre-commit ourselves to doing so much that it wouldn't have been enjoyable. We would have gone here, 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 here and would have been accomplished. But what would have really been accomplished, meeting deadlines or having a good time. And I think that I am resistant to deadlines enough in my regular life that I do not necessarily want to impose them on my luxury life or on my fun life in my off time if I don't have to. So stops and, you know, extra stops if you will in terms of stops like not just stops cuz stopping is good sometimes that is the point and what i'm getting at here but extra layovers destinations and uh touch points in terms of places to be you don't have to overdo it not saying to stay in one spot for 7 or 9 days if you know that that's not your flow But consider if you've got nine days, maybe break it down to two. Maybe break it down to three and not like every other day in a new place. Give yourself space to enjoy where you are. Not to say that a quick trip isn't gonna be enough or not to say that maybe an overnight trip isn't a great option, but do not oversaturate the time that you do have to the extent that it is something that is less than enjoyable. Have an awareness of where it is you are in your current time, like in your current timeline, your current space. What does work demand look like? You know, What is your personal life looking like right now? Are you in a space where it's just like, wow, everything has been going smoothly or it's been going slower than I really want it to be at work? Or Everything's copastetic on this. I actually need some excitement. Add the excitement, right? But you don't necessarily have to do it in the ways that you think you need to do it. You don't have to make it so that you are, um, constantly. Because if you want to keep, if you want to keep bouncing around, if you want to keep moving, you don't necessarily have to do it in different locations. You can explore different areas in the one city. You can explore different areas in surrounding neighborhoods but you don't necessarily need to be at different state a different city a different country and i've been guilty of that myself i've absolutely had layover after layover i've had trips where i've been to like four different countries five different countries in a week was it a good time the fuck it was absolutely i had a great fucking time but I'm also realizing the more experiences I have in travel, the more I'm able to adapt it in ways where I feel as if I'm not necessarily missing out. I will say that in the beginning of my travel experience, and this may be similar for you and it may not be similar. You may relate and you may not, but I know that in the beginning of my travel experience, I felt as if I had so much catching up to do. I felt like I had to see so much, but, That was because I think I was operating in a space of lack. I'd spent so much time not traveling. I'd spent so much time not exploring and going places and meeting people and having new experiences that I kinda felt a um, real excited desire to just do as much as possible. And while I am encouraging many of us to rest and enjoy the um the simplicity of doing less i also don't want you to just totally disregard what your spirit is saying right so if you're new to travel and you're like nasis i hear you calm is cool but i'm ready to do it all lean into that but Keep these things in the back of your mind so that if something feels off, you have a couple of different options with which to shift or different um, places with which you may want to scale back if you feel as if you're getting you're feeling yourself get tired, right? So you can consider, all right, maybe I don't need to do as many things while I'm at all of these different places. Or you can say, I do want to do all these different things, but maybe not. In as many places. So between those two things, right? Itineraries and stops, they're very similar, but also different. So itineraries, just to make sure that we're clear, when I was referencing itineraries, it was more as it relates to the different things you're doing while you're wherever you are. You could be in seven different places in this vacation or in this trip or in this um travel experience as you decide is going to be appropriate for you in this trip. However, you don't necessarily need to have something planned in advance before you get there for all seven, nine, four days of your trip. You can absolutely leave some time or leave space in the four different um, destinations that you're gonna be in that week or in the one destination. Either way, leave some space the spirit is saying that that's what you need, try to leave some space in your itinerary. You don't need to book every second of your day. Similarly, you don't necessarily need to be everywhere at once. You don't need to see every country in a 500 mile radius just because you're in that region of the world. Would it be great? Yes, but you know it would also be great? Having a great time where you are. Having a great experience and really getting a feel for the location that you're in. If you know that you have to do a layover, or if there are places that you, you know, have bucket lists, want to check off and things to experience, absolutely take advantage of it. But do it in a sense that you are keeping in mind what is going to be best for your enjoyment of the trip. Are you an explorer? Are you someone that wants to be able to eat all the things? Are you someone that wants to be able to have enough time outside? you got to consider all these desires and wants and personal preferences so that you can kind of navigate between the stops and the itinerary part to see whether or not you want to do more stops and do less than all the stops and just be in these spaces. Or maybe you want to do fewer stops, but more in those stops. Like if you're only doing two different cities in the week, you might wanna pack in all the activities that you can do. But if you're gonna do say three, four different cities in a week, you might wanna scale back and do less, but see more, maybe walk around more or do a restaurant in every every spot or do a museum in every destination, whatever that may be. But find that balance between the itineraries and the stops that will give you the most enjoyment for the time that you have and the destinations that you wanna hit. Road trips give you the flexibility of taking the most control of your itinerary. No airline delays or cancellations. You can sit in your own germs and move at your own pace. Whether you're looking for family friendly or something romantic, history and heritage, or a foodie's delight, I've got you covered. Choose your trip based on the vibe or the distance you feel like driving. This pack includes D.C., Philly, Hartford, Burlington, and Montreal. All destinations are a few hours from New York City, so they're perfect for anyone along the East Coast to tap into. The download also includes a packing list, pre-trip car prep guide, and a playlist of travel and shit road trip content. These itineraries are perfect for travelers who enjoy having a plan with space for spontaneity. Head over to TravelAndShitPodcast.com, slash travel resources, slash road trip to download your copy and take the stress of planning and packing off the table while you focus on the road. Um, Last two parts are lodging and packing. So with lodging, I realized that, what was it, I had written down exactly what, okay, so check this out. There's getting to the beach and then there's being on the beach, right? So I have learned, oh, I have learned that it is, I'd say nine out of 10 times more beneficial to spend the money to stay in the area that you want to be in. This is a hill I will risk my life on. Don't know if I'll die. But this is a hill that I will risk it on, okay? Because I've mentioned this plenty of times and there are certain things worth repeating. This is one of them. I truly believe that it is worth worth your money to spend more, to stay in the area that you want to be in. However, once you decide where you wanna be based on what it is you're interested in doing, I'm a beach girl, not a pool girl. I will absolutely always take an accommodation with a pool if I have the option. However, I don't necessarily need to pay up for a pool because I know I'd rather be on the beach. Now, if I can afford to, say, do a beach accommodation that has a pool, best case scenario, right? However, I've learned that I don't necessarily need to pay up for the space that has the better list of amenities if I ain't going to be in the house all the time. If I know the weather's going to be great and my ass is planning to be ass out on the beach, I don't need say, you know, a suite, I don't need, um, necessarily let's say no, I would never need two bedrooms. I'm trying to think of, okay. So Columbia, right? Columbia was one of the most underwhelming accommodations I've stayed in. Perfect location though perfect, perfect, perfect location. When I tell you I was basically walking distance to anything I wanted to really do in the immediate area, I was straight. I could walk to stores. I could walk to restaurants. I could walk to like the main, um, the main square city center, if you will, in the area that I was staying in, I could walk to wherever my taxis needed to pick me up from. I was straight. But when I tell you, baby, that room was kind of bare. It was in like a really cute little community. It was, you walk into a doorway off of the main street and the main street was actually a side street. It was one of those streets that has all the umbrellas um, lined up on, on nothing. It's just like a bunch of strings or ropes or whatever, but the floating umbrellas, if you will. I stayed on a block that had those. I'm gonna hold you, but I thought that there was like only one two blocks that had that, I realized that it actually exists in a couple of different places. Um, But the room that I stayed in, you walk in or into like the gated area, it's like a gate. So imagine a side street and instead of just like doors to individual houses, there's like some of those like doors to houses, but then there are also just like gates that you kind of, like a front, it's hard to explain, like front gate to walk into another small community. And then you get into the small community and it was beautiful. There was murals and there were tons and tons of plants, gorgeous. And then there are apartments within that little gated space. So the apartment I stayed in, there was nothing wrong with the apartment per se. It's just that it was very, I'd say unimpressive if you were. There weren't many um, extra accommodations. There weren't any like special touches or anything of that nature. Um, I won't say it wasn't clean, but it also just was kind of like, eh, okay. I think there was like a a hole or like paint was po- feeling, it, One of the walls in the bedroom was just like, oh, you left that out, the picture. And there was like, I think I had like a a futon, a table. Lackluster, y'all. That's the point. But it didn't matter. Because guess what? I wasn't in the fucking room. I was basically paying for the location because y'all know about Barcelona where I had the best priced location really cute spot. I had a great little mini bar. I had a washer dryer in the room. What the fuck do I need a washer dryer for? I'm here for three days. I can bring my shit home and wash it. That would have been a perfect, like I don't need to pay for an accommodation that will have a washer dryer, a dishwasher, um, necessarily a mini bar. Mini bar is great, but I go to the store and buy some beer. I could pick up a bottle of wine or something, or a bottle of alcohol from the airport on my way out. Like there are other ways to accomplish accommodations and wants, and to acquire is a better word than accomplish. But there are better ways to get things that you would want to have at your disposal on your on at your disposal on your stay than to pay up for them to kind of be included in your housing. So I have found that as long as I get to the area that I am in, I can keep it very simple. I don't necessarily, I don't mean to say like that I will do say a room at an Airbnb. I think that I have kind of graduated from uh, shared spaces. I'm not really interested in doing shared spaces, especially now that it's my partner and I traveling. We don't need to share nothing with you. Whole space, that's the preference. Now, if I say I do not mind, however, separate shared spaces. Uh, The spot that we went to in North Carolina, it was a great location. We would say maybe 45 minute drive from where the wedding was, um, maybe 30 minutes. And it had all the nice little touches of home. It was chef's kiss. Fucking loved it. But in contrast to that, um, no, not in contrast. There was another really good one. The spot in Atlanta I just went to was also like somewhat perfectly located. Like we've had, I've had some really good luck after that experience in Barcelona where I was middle of nothing. Gorgeous. All these great little amenities, but it was so out of the way that the amenities didn't really matter. Um, The view made up for a lot. But I also ended up missing out on a lot of things because I opted for the amenities that the location had and didn't really pick up on what it didn't have. And that was proximity to things that I actually wanted to do. So while I was surrounded by beautiful mountains, I wanted to see the city. While I was expecting to, you know, just hop on a shuttle to get to the um, hotel, that wasn't an option, but I didn't know till I'd already booked the accommodation. So I have found that spend the money to get in the area you wanna be, and then all those little extras, how long are you gonna be in the room? How long are you going to be in the room? If you know that you want to be out on the beach, if you know you want to be out in the city, if you want to bar hop, if you want to go to the museum, if you want to walk and be in nature, you want to go to the parks, you want to hike, whatever the fuck it is you want to do. Is it conducive to spending more on a space that you may not even really get to enjoy the way you would want to? You pick an Airbnb that's got an incredible kitchen. Are you using the kitchen? I'd rather have a really great bathroom because I'm absolutely going to use the bathroom multiple times. So I would rather have some place that has a kick-ass bathroom and then an okay kitchen. I'm okay with a kitchenette, especially if I know I'm not fucking cooking. I don't want to get to a destination and not enjoy and try new foods. So a kitchenette, cool with me. I want a microwave and I want a mini fridge at least so that I can put leftovers in there. I can reheat leftovers if I have drinks, snacks, anything like that. I could keep them in there without bugs and, you know, them spoiling and going bad and such. But I've learned not to really look into, wow, this has got a beautiful, um, I don't need a garage, you know what I mean? In certain places, I don't need a parking spot. I don't need to pay more for a parking spot. I don't need to pay more, um, say, for a dedicated working space. Sometimes boyfriend does, you know, end up, benefiting from a working space because he's a a remote worker. But, um, for the most part, spending up on those things, I've learned that it is not necessarily something that I have to spend too much time stressing over. Let me decide what area I want to be in and then I'll find something that will do in that space because I intend to be outside even in conjunction with the leaving a day open. Leaving a day open doesn't necessarily mean that you have to lay in bed. I can if I want, or I can lay out on the terrace or on the balcony or the garden or the patio because those are, I love a good outdoor space in a booking. That is something that I know I will pay up for, but I know that I'll pay up for it because one, I wanna have say coffee or breakfast outside or I know that I'm particularly saving a day or two to not do anything. And if I can make the patio or the balcony part of what my daily activities are gonna be, I'm already paying for that one time. I'm not gonna make it more complicated than it needs to be. If I know I'm gonna spend more time outside of the room, like if I'm going to a destination for a particular activity, or if I'm gonna meet with somebody, or if there's something that needs to be accomplished, I'll need the rigmarole and all the hoopla in the room. If I know that this is an area where there's not too much else other than say dinner and um, the beach or dinner and I don't know, say like one activity or one event that we knew we were gonna do, then maybe I would spend up for someplace that had something nearby that I wanted to do. Something like, really good walking uh like a walk score so that there are bars restaurants spas museums that i can walk to as opposed to really expecting my accommodations to entertain me in my downtime so lodging i have stayed in places that when i got there was just like oh my god this is way less exciting than the pictures and then realized Okay, but I was safe, it was clean, and I didn't really spend that much time in there. So really pay attention to how much time you think you're going to spend in there before you spend on something that you're not going to get the best bang for your buck for. And finally, packing. I never use everything that I pack, ever. So I really try to, again, kiss. Keep it simple, sweetie. Maybe not stupid anymore, but keep it simple. I always pack underwear like I intend to shit myself four times a day I don't that's something I will never change I will always over pack underwear however all the rest of the things all of the rest of the things I promise I never use everything I bring and it's not to say that the anxiety of not having something that I think I may need doesn't exist but it I've had to just let it go sometimes. I also realize that I'm an adult who thankfully has some amount of of disposable income, not lots, but if there's something that I really need, I can just get it while I'm abroad. So that fine line of what I can buy if I need is generally where I will lean one way or the other in terms of whether or not I'm going to pack it. If it's something that I'm not sure I'm going to use and I know I can buy it at the destination, I'm going to leave it the fuck behind. Or I'm not going to stress myself about do I have enough of this or do I need many options for this? I always need a pair of shower shoes. I always need the right toiletries. I need toothpaste, I need, you know, um I need soap. I always bring my own washcloth cuz a lot of places don't give you a washcloth. There are certain things that you know that if you don't have, you're gonna be a little upset. But if you forget a toothbrush, can you not buy a toothbrush? If you forget deodorant, you can buy deodorant. There are things that you can absolutely replace or pick up when you go other places. Now the catch is you may not get the shit that you want or that you're used to. The brands that you're interested in may not be available or if the brands are there, they may be in a different language or they may be exuberantly priced. So those are things that you have to kind of consider, but like all the extra clothes and by extra, I mean, I still have like a pair of pants and a different shirt for every day. I'll probably wear like the same um, jeans home. Like I'll probably wear the same jeans on the plane there and then on the way back or, you know, and I'm also not that big. So like all my shit can fit generally in a carry on for the summer winter gear in a carry on admittedly is a little bit more difficult but i had my luggage lost one time and only one time they ended up finding the luggage but it's experience that i never forgot i was going to no i was on my way home from new orleans and i had a check bag i had a large suitcase and i think probably like a backpack y'all I even in regular life, like me, D on the streets, I don't even like pocketbooks. My hands need to be free. I don't need to have anything that I can possibly like put down and forget. Shoulder bags, crossbodies, backpacks—those are my jams. So I generally carry a tote bag, or I'll carry like um, a crossbody Telfar, or a backpack. Like those were that; those are my go-to's for all the little sorted shit that we need to have on our person. Other than that. I don't like clutches because I always feel like I'm gonna leave my clutch unless it's like a formal event kind of thing. And I don't like uh, handbags that I can't like put on my shoulder. I don't even like bags that I can put on my shoulder because that just makes me think of school, like I got bags. I mean, books on my person, they get heavy, my back hurt. I wanna do all that. So I know me. I know that I don't want to be responsible for carrying things around. So I try to carry, I try to travel light. Also, if I'm running late, if there is a delay and I'm close to missing my um, connecting flight, or if say they don't bring like they're, I've heard horror stories about people losing luggage. I remember cousin of mine, shout out to Rachel, um, was a professional dancer. This was back probably, let's say the 2010 era. She was dancing for Neo. This was a show she had out in Brooklyn. I remember it was July, so it was hot as shit. And you just sit on a plane. You do all this coming, coming and going. You're moving and you're dropping. You're pulling up. You do so much moving around, right? Finally get to where you're going, and they don't have your fucking bag, makeup, costume, change of clothes, your fucking soap, your toothbrush. Everything was in there. So you're still at work. Well, by you, I meant my cousin. So she's still at work. So she has to still come run the show, dry run or rehearsal, whatever you want to call it. You do all of that. It's fucking boiling hot. So you're sweating even more. It's just, she was so fucking miserable and gross. And then you're working now with, in the back of your mind, I still have to do all of this not even knowing if I'm going to be able to follow through and do the show because I don't have my shit. Thankfully, it worked out fine. Her luggage ended up getting delivered in like the 11th hour and went on. It was great performance. But between that and the time um, the airline lost my luggage on the trip back from NOLA, I've learned not to do a check bag. I only way I end up with a check bag is if they do a gate check. And that is for the safety of everybody on the plane, convenience of a lot of different things. I get it. Don't like it, but that's why I always have, um, all my necessities, like my necessities and my valuables are always on my person. I also like to say, have one of those 37 different pairs of drawers that I will always have with me like two pairs of underwear, uh, change, like at least a new shirt or whatever, maybe a pair of leggings or whatever. like always have like a quick change of clothes in your backpack or whatever you're always going to have on your person. Just God forbid you end up getting separated from your larger luggage, because I understand that not everybody has, um, the ability health-wise or just preference-wise to not check a bag, right? If you have certain things that you have to have with you, like say you're traveling for work and you've got a lot of equipment, you're gonna keep your equipment on your person and then you're gonna check all your clothes, right? So I get that, that makes sense. Like I'm not the kind of content creator that needs to carry, you know, cameras and uh, dollies and I don't need all that. So my carry on is fucking clothes. It's all the rest of my shit. It's anything that I'm going to need for that trip. And that is convenient for me because I like to be able to pick up and go. I don't like being forced to wait for things that are outside of my control. I like to be able to come and go should um, it be necessary. If I'm in a rush because there was a delay, in my flight and now I'm missing, I'm possibly going to miss my connecting flight. Or if I feel like, you know, I don't even like carrying pocketbooks. Like I am a crossbody tote bag, backpack girl, because I like my hands free. I like to be able to pick up, come go turn. If I got to run, I want to not feel like I'm going to, you know, be burdened Buy something on my person, I, that's just my personal preference, and I also thankfully don't have any medical reasons that I have any devices or medications or anything that have to come with me, even when I was a curly girl when I had hair, if them products couldn't go in a travel size, honey, it wasn't coming so if your bag is to if you need to have the extra wigs, if you need to have the extra shoes, sis, do you do what it is? that would make your trip enjoyable and comfortable. But I implore you to even in the case where you do need to check a bag, keep it simple. The stuff that you don't necessarily need gets checked and the stuff that you absolutely will need, at least the majority of it, because I get that you need all your shit because it's your shit. So you always gonna need it. Like, that's not what I'm trying to say. but toothbrush, toothpaste, your toiletries, like your soap, your deodorant, your eye drops, your face wash, um, underwear, a change of clothes. Always have that on your person. Valuables on your person. Do not check them things. I don't know who goes through what. I've heard the stories, honey. We've all heard them. Don't be that girl. So I personally have made the life decision and boyfriend's even better. Like I swear this man could pack in a duffel bag or in a backpack. I don't care how far we go or how long we're going to be there. And he looks good every day and he's got like options. I don't know how the fuck he does it that I can't pull it off. Like he'll wear one pair of shoes the whole week and be good the whole week. And it's like, how come I couldn't pull that off? that's a partial lie. I can't get away with one shoes, one pair of shoes for the whole week. And that'll generally be because it's a pair of chucks and depending on the chucks, they go with everything. Um, But in a nutshell, keep it simple, be able to check in with yourself and decide from past experience, whether they be travel or real life experiences, you know, check in with yourself and see what it is that you need, what you don't need, what your past experiences have taught you about yourself and the preferences that work best for you to commit to when making these travel decisions. And always, always, always keep in mind that travel is so much more than vacation and give yourself the opportunity to grow and explore not just the destination but yourself. And it's hard to do that if you are consistently committing to things and factors outside of you and outside of what is going to be the most enriching for you. And the way to figure that out is to ask yourself. And also remember to give yourself the space to change your mind. I can't believe I didn't bring that up earlier, but a lot of times I like to leave space for things to not be planned because I can be very indecisive and I would like to be able to choose based on how I feel in that moment. I don't want to commit to, you know, a, a tour of someplace if I don't know if I'm going to be tired or I don't know what the weather is going to be like. And I know that this tour is, you know, a lot of walking or if it's outside all day, I want to know that if this is a place that has iffy weather, that I'm not going to be $200 into an event that I can't get my money back for back from. And the hosts, a lot of times they, from there, they probably used to just being outside in the rain. If that is what is natural to that environment. So always remember check in with self and when all else fails, keep it simple, sweetie. All right, y'all. So that is it for this week. And I will see you guys next week. Bye, y'all.